0: Like that groove, like that groove, like that groove, you know what I'm saying? Hey, look, listen, yeah, that's that smooth groove right there, man, you know what I'm saying? And uh, listen, we understand it is Wednesday, and you know what Wednesday brings? Wednesday brings the light up, lights in the air, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about, ain't that right, Doc?
1: of course absolutely <laughs> salute to all my graduates oh yeah and that's my right. proud moms and dads and unks and and all and, and the village salute
0: yes congratulations to all the graduates uh this morning really appreciate that and uh
1: you 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 hey yours is coming yours is coming <laughs> i'm done done dotted that was that's today that's today yes sir yeah yes sir yeah
0: Come on, congratulations, Doc, <laughs> putting in Thank the you.
1: work, you know
0: what I mean? But that work, you know what I mean? The work doesn't stop here. The work he's about to do is going to change the the scope change the world and i'm manifesting that right now matter of fact grab your pack of m&m's listeners out the vending machine we let that marinate so he can manifest changing this world that's why we have the doc here right now doc how was your week brother
1: Uh, the week it's phenomenal it's kind of uh surreal to be done uh with this master's in uh cannabis science therapeutics so it's been a been a tough two years for everyone that's been um You know, been in school, trying to work, trying to complete their dreams during this pandemic. So, Uh salute to everybody that's been pushing forward. Yep. Yeah, you gotta keep pushing forward. You know. So. By the way. Yes, sir.
0: Dr. Mark Baker gave you a shout out yesterday. He's uh, running for District Thirteen House of Representatives. Councilman Mark. Councilman, yes. And um, Doctor. the councilman, Dr. Mark Baker came yesterday and y'all both said the same thing. Both of y'all said the same thing. Like, yo, that's what man You know what I'm saying? And then he 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 even extended the interview yesterday to talk about everything that you do for the community. So really? he spoke very highly of you in the interview. I can't I can't play the clip in short notice today, but I know if you go back and listen to it. At, towards the end of the interview yesterday he spoke very very highly of you and um, yeah he and he continued to do that after the interview yesterday so that was amazing and um I want I want to just speak on this for just a second before we do our great introduction that we do every <laughs> single week talk about those initiatives because he spoke on the initiatives about the decrim of uh cannabis and you know what you guys have worked together to do to improve the community as it pertains to cannabis can you speak on that for just a moment
1: yeah he's trying to uh you know he was instrumental in uh decriminalizing uh cannabis for the city of south fulton Mm -hmm. and then he also had this initiative to hey like it's not just enough to decriminalize we got to expunge these records exactly so he was uh you know, he was sponsoring that and convincing the bill and uh, and the uh, uh, citizens of South Fulton to to support expungement, to understand expungement and how it negatively affects not just that person that already paid the paid paid their crime. They paid they paid their dues. Right. You know, they fulfilled all that. You know, and they still can't. Get na- get uh food stamps. They still can't get loans. You know, mm-hmm. they still have this record. They still can't apply for jobs, um, restaurants. They can't do stuff that you and I can do right. uh, that don't have a felony. So, to get people to understand it really is the battle because uh, you know the negative stigma, and then they don't understand how to free these uh, these uh, prisoners of this failed drug war mm-hmm. that are still still paying. You know, still paying for their crime they committed, yeah. and it might. I'm talking about a couple ounces. Yeah, this was nothing that nobody got rich from. They're not. They can't be. They're not living after paying this time off stuff they did. Right. Everything's gone. Nobody made money off a pound. Let me ask you, and yeah.
0: in, 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 uh, I'll ask you after I do the Intro. uh, the <laughs> introduction because yeah. I want to make sure our listeners understand the level of magnitude of. Dr. Rashawn Hodge <laughs> indeed, that you are. So we do this every man. single week. You're and for our new listeners out there, yeah. we're going to give you a, we're going to give you this introduction to tell you what this man has done and continues to do. For all communities, not just cannabis, but all the community. Let me tell you about our chief, <laughs> and we mean chief medical officer, Dr. You Rashawn wild, Hodge MD. <laughs> hey, look, I gotta hey look, I gotta do it. So let me tell you something. Dr. Hodge MD is a graduate of the one and only Morehouse College. Congratulations, graduates, and did his residency at the Morehouse School of Medicine and received his medical degree. From the University of Medicine and Dentistry, New Jeru, the home state, right?
1: Yeah, you know that, baby.
0: Exactly. New Jersey, Robert Wood Johnson Medical School. Dr. Hodge, MD, has over 20 years of experience in the medical field and currently is a family medicine doctor with a practice that specializes in premier chronic pain care. Located in walking distance from here, but to you, it's in the heart of downtown a T L, Shawty, you know what I mean, and so that's what we do. Okay, now here's the question: Primaries are here. Got a, got about a week before election day here, right? Yes, sir. In the sir. primaries for Georgia. Now, could you speak on a little bit? Speak a little bit about what the primaries mean for cannabis. Uh, legalization and the medical cannabis and everything that surrounds the world of cannabis as it pertains to these primaries because I think that is vastly important in this election.
1: All right, for the uh, primary election we have here in Georgia, um, the front runners are Governor Kemp and uh, you know, which is our incumbent mm-hmm. governor, and and Purdue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, Stacey Abrams. You know, she doesn't have any, uh, any um, competition at the at the moment. But when it concerned, when it uh, as far as cannabis, Sam is in the building. Yes. Sorry, what's up? Welcome, Good morning, Sam.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back.
1: <clears throat> but so go ahead. When it comes to uh, medicinal cannabis here in the state of Georgia, um, you know my opinion is, you know, I'm going, you know, to to inform people who started this medical program. Right. From the very beginning, um, let's go back to 2015. Who was our Who was our governor then? Deal, Governor Deal Nathan yeah. Deal, Governor Nathan Deal, he signed Haley's Hope, which yeah. started our medical cannabis program here in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, that's the history. You know, it was right. it was a uh, twelve others. Alan Peake. Mm-hmm. you know, he was instrumental in writing the bill, but he has a ton of support, and right. uh, we started Haley's Hope. Uh, The next uh, governor was, uh, well, the next person that, uh, when it came, you know, Governor Deal, he did his two terms. So at the end of his term, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, historically, politicians, when a state is about to turn medical, they wait to their second term just in case. You know, they don't want to complete, I I call it a political assassination, you know. Mm. Uh, What if someone, what if they passed this bill their first term? and you know most people you know most politicians or have aspirations to to continue their political career so right. doing it in the middle of your term if somebody got hurt they're going to they're going to ultimately blame the person that signed the bill mm-hmm. if somebody had Sorry. died from medicinal cannabis or there was a DUI they would have said hey that was the governor that signed this bill yeah. and it's the first that, thing they go to that can hurt him or her career right. you know so uh historically folks wait to their end of their end of their second term or end of their political career to do something like this. So mm-hmm. Governor Dill did that. Um uh then there was a race between Secretary Kemp mm-hmm. at the time and between Stacey Abrams. Uh uh, uh Miss Abrams never mentioned anything about cannabis. Mm. But Secretary Brian Kemp, he did. You know, he said if I was governor There'll be a program, there'll be cultivation, there'll be dispensaries, there'll be access. Uh, at the time, in Georgia, a lot of politicians just didn't weren't stepping forward and committing to that before they even started their term, mm-hmm. before they even won. And here we had a Republican, and most people think Republicans are so against cannabis. Uh, if you look at the latest Gallup poll, it's over 60% now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Democrats... You know historically have been more in favor of medicinal cannabis and and you know opportunities, but mm-hmm. they dropped the ball as far as equity, you mm-hmm. know so, so it's not it's like, not one yeah. thing to be forward, but if you're not if you're forward and don't think critically how everyone how this field can be more equitable and people that have been wronged by this failed drug war come first. They failed too. So back to Georgia, uh, uh, S- Secretary Brian Kemp wins, and he, he's now our Governor Kemp. You know, and he's now right, our right. Governor of uh, of Georgia, and he was the one to st- stay to stick to his word, mm-hmm. and he signed a bill for in state cultivation and dispensaries. I'm talking access. He did that in 2018. Right. So when it comes time when it when it's time to vote may 24th for our primary please consider who's been down with us right yeah that makes sense who's been down and there's also a a vote on a um a questionnaire on, on the ballot for uh medical uh, for legalization of cannabis here in Georgia mm-hmm. it's just a vote just to get a poll, a study—it's not going to change law. So, if if you if you are a voter, please vote here in Georgia, and please um, you know consider saying yes to legalization of uh, cannabis here in Georgia. That just puts more pressure next uh, next uh, political year. You know, yeah. uh, you know, our 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 legal—we write law here in Georgia is between January and March. Right. So next uh, legislative session. They'll have this pressure saying, "Hey, over seventy percent, over sixty percent of these active voters, you know, we're we're looking for legalization of cannabis." And from there, there'll be a slew of new bills. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our medical program. There'll be there'll be different legislators introducing legalization bills, right. and they'll have a little bit of data to 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 back up bringing up these bills. So. That's what's going to happen. Absolutely. And and,
0: uh, Sam, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, Good to see you. Health is wealth, my brother. Good morning, everybody. Listen, good morning to you. Now, Now, I asked Doc the question, how important are the primaries? Because we're a week away from the primaries. May 24th is Election Day in the state of Georgia. And how important is that in the world of cannabis to make sure your vote is cast in this primary election?
2: You got to look at the platform that each candidate has out there and the ones who are advocating for cannabis. <coughs> uh, you want to look at the things that they're saying um, mm-hmm. and you want to look at the history of how long they've actually been saying it. Because some, they will just say it just to pick up a vote um, for the most part. So for the ones who are who have not been doing it and, and not been supporting, uh, you'll see that it's new for them speaking about um, that area of interest. Um, For the ones who totally advocate and have been there, they have no problem saying it. They've been saying it the entire campaign. They've been saying it prior to their existence going into the political world. So you got to be careful of what people say um, just to pick up a vote, and you want to definitely know who you are voting for and the Mm. ones that support the industry itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's
0: very important. And we're going to keep it in uh, politics today as we start the news you can use. Let's talk about it. Well, hey, a congressman says there's tremendous momentum. They put it in quotes to pass marijuana banking. Yeah. the Safe Banking Act, in a bicameral conference on manufacturing bill. Let's talk about the backstory behind that. A key congressman involved in bicameral noca- negotiations on a large-scale manufacturing bill says he's optimistic about the prospects of including marijuana banking reform in the final version of the legislation that gets signed into law. So this is Representative Earl Bluenauer. Earl Bluenauer. Out of, Big uh, Earl. Yeah, right. Big Earl out of Oregon a long-standing champion of cannabis legalization who is serving as a conferee on the America Competes Act. He talked about the state of play and steps he's taken to secure the banking language during a press briefing that happened this past Monday. So he said that there is a concerted effort among conferees in both chambers to make sure that the House passed secure and fair enforcement, safe, it's safe, safe it's banking. Safe banking act is attached to the final conference report that's sent to the president's desk. And while Senate leadership has yet to cede the issue, he's confident that the bicameral panel will seal the deal. Doc, starting with you, what you think?
1: Legalization. No, this year. Banking. Yes. Ooh, that's right. Banking. That's yes. Right. This is a huge public safety concern. Uh, the media is doing a great job at sensational, sensationalizing the story. You know, um, robberies, uh, attempted murders, you know. So states are trying to protect themselves and, mm-hmm. and dispensary owners on their own. So feds will get in this year and have a program for safe banking.
0: And we discussed
1: this so many We discussed weeks. it. We we discuss we, it every week. Yeah.
0: We, we're talking about, is it, it in the acronym SAFE?
1: It banking? was it was a part of the Moore Act, um, uh, you know Senator uh, Harris. You know before she was Vice President, she was uh, a big sponsor of that bill. Um, our Vice pre- our current Vice President. So when she was uh, when she was just a senator. So this is some old language that people wanted uh, eight nine years ago. You know say banking for the cannabis industry, and uh, I believe it will get done. What's Itch. up, Tucky?
0: Interest, interestingly enough it says uh you, you know, she's got a lot of history, Repres- Representative Maxine Waters out of California. You know, she's out of Cali. It's already done. It's already going over there. It's been going. She chairs the House Financial Services Committee, and she previously listed marijuana banking as a legislative priority ahead of the conference. And she also said that the bipartisan nature of the reform proposal is evident based on the fact that the House included it in the chamber's version of the manufacturing bill before it was removed moved in the senate sam what you thinking the,
2: the thing is that the the for the acronym safe they had to coin something that will protect the people who start businesses in that industry it's right. still a class um class one a uh, schedule one drug sure is. so so that right there creates like a, a a foul like a like a red flag or um where um uh, Anyone who is selling it mm-hmm. commercially, they have to protect themselves because if not, the laws itself can be misinterpreted. You still got law enforcement that is still going out and going in with SWAT team and <laughs> seizing wow, product yeah, out man. of, like out in Gwinnett County. Wasting all I this saw tax that. I so, saw that. So, obviously, safe banking, what it does is it does create the alternative so those funds won't be frozen that are generated from the sales in that business itself. So, a lot of things, the protection for the business owners is necessary. And, it's, and it's, I'm glad that they are taking the steps to protect the ones who are um, in that business. Yeah, in uh,
1: safe banking, you know, again, since cannabis is a Schedule One drug, illegal in the federal uh, uh, federal's eyes, is illegal, right? So right. they can't participate and take advantage uh, that section uh, what ten eighty Okay. Right. They can't right. They can't do the, the regular business right. Also, that we always mm-hmm. talk about. Uh, they can't get the loans, mm-hmm. and in only um, less than a third uh, of the existing cannabis business has access to banks but their but their rates their uh their their uh their um what's the uh you know their rates are yeah. outrageous. Yeah. You know? You you follow me? Yeah. So um the taxes are outrageous. So mm-hmm. it's just this banking is a huge hamstring for the cannabis industry, mm. you know, for people to actually start getting profit for these states, you know, when they start a medicinal cannabis program or say yes to a recreational program, they first had this budget where they said, well, we're going to be getting all this money. And then what took so long was fighting over who got the money, the police, the school, the education. Was it for the highways? And when they finally agreed, there's no money. So banking will help make every medicinal or recreational program more robust so more taxes are collected. Now yeah. everybody wins. Absolutely. So that might be one side of it too, you know?
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And you know, we talked about we talked Addle about Jersey uh legalizer, right? And so <laughs> it's interesting. Remember the neighboring states, you got <laughs> Delaware and you got Pennsylvania that are that they're people your your constituents are going to jersey buying up maybe even just staying there for the day coming right. back they're going to bring it back
1: don't to recommend the state. it you breaking don't rec- federal law well,
0: don't recommend it but we we but know happening. people we know people are going to do it yes, so sir. i mean we got to be a buck fifty about this oh, yeah. you know what i mean they're going to go but to
1: a neighboring state for sure
0: of course they're going to go to a neighboring state so why do i say that delaware where people will be heavy there if they pass cannabis legalization. But, however, it says the governor's support is in doubt. Let's talk about this for a second. So, out of Dover, Delaware. Morning. The story this morning is Delaware State Senate on Thursday gave final approval to a bill legalizing possession of up to one ounce of marijuana by adults for recreational use. The legislation cleared the Democrat-led Senate on a 13 to 7 party-line vote. Senator Bruce Ennis of Smyrna, a re- Smyrna Delaware by the way, a retired state trooper was the only Democrat joining Republicans in opposing the bill. The bill passed the Democrat-controlled House on a 26 to 14 vote last week. Now, the measure goes to Governor John Carney, who has previously spoken in opposition. To legalizing recreational marijuana, but has not said whether he would veto a legalization bill. Quote from Carney spokeswoman. We'll review the bill, but the governor's position hasn't changed. So. Let me let me go further for a second. So here's what the current law states. Possession of one ounce or less of marijuana by anyone 21 years of age or older carries a civil penalty of one hundred
1: yeah, dollars. Sure.
0: The legislation eliminates that provision. Possession of recreational marijuana by anyone under 21 would still result in a civil penalty, while possession of more than one ounce of marijuana and public consumption would remain misdemeanors. Furthermore, the bill also allows an adult to transfer, but not sell for payment or other consideration, an ounce or less of marijuana to another adult. I'm gonna start with Sam on yeah. this one.
2: You know, that's that's something that Doc had already said in that situation where that governor himself. I think he's probably in his first term. Right. It, so- it definitely sounds like he's yeah, in his first term. Like in the middle, bro. And he he is he is threading the fence right now. He is he really really don't want to make that decision mm-hmm. to cross over and say, hey, everything is cool, let's run it. Right. I think what he's trying to do is stay on the safe end of it. Um, just even probably in the law enforcement community, he's probably trying to make sure in that state that he keeps everything on that side of the fence as well. Right. So he's, 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 he's straddling the fence right now.
0: Straddling the fence. And, you know, it's interesting, straddling the fence – while your residents are going across the Delaware Memorial Bridge to Jersey and yeah. buying up
2: and yeah. smoking up yeah yeah
0: your money that you could keep into the state
2: tax wise the yeah. state of he's, Delaware he's those everything.
0: tax dollars are going to Jersey yeah. they could go across the bridge to South Jersey they could go to
1: Cape yeah, May but for the day that's what they do you that's sh- what they do they I mean? right free.
2: Hey, you know what? He might get smart and charge a toll to come back across. <laughs> oh. There's plenty of tolls oh. on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, it is. Plenty of tolls. <laughs> I,
1: hey, hey, you
0: know what? That would be the other side of it, though. Hey, you know what? Okay. Go on over there. We'll let you go through, we'll let you go to Jersey for free, but you're paying the toll to come back into PA or Delaware. Yeah, you know bro. what I mean? Until we until we figure this whole thing out. That's right. another thing. It doesn't it yet again, Jersey is putting immense pressure, putting pressure. on the surrounding states.
1: Yeah, but like we said, depending on PA. what term you're in, it's hard. You don't wanna you know, a lot of a lot of politicians will, will initially say, Hey, if it's if it's in the middle of their term, you know, yeah, they say gonna, they'll have yeah. plans to let the people decide. So they'll, mm-hmm. they'll come with a creative bill kind of like on the sidelines and say, hey, put it, put it for a constitutional amendment. Mm-hmm. So it might be their last term or the middle of their term. Mm-hmm. And it'll be a constitutional amendment that the citizens of that state will get to vote for. Mm-hmm. And that's another way how they kind of keep their hands clean. You know,
0: and I, I I didn't realize that because I do notice a lot of that states have done that. A lot of states in the mi- morning, in the Cole. midterm will always do a let the people decide. It becomes a referendum yeah. on the ballot every time. Yeah, that's With that's that's a strategy. Doesn't matter. That's I a
1: strategy it. that you don't want to complete you don't want to you don't want to commit political assassination by saying yes or yeah, saying you don't no. want to dive all the way in but no you, ah, no that's how you just like hey well you know and that's
0: backpedaling well a little that's bit that's
1: politics well you know that's, that's
0: politics it bro it is and, what it is yeah you know? you're right it is what it is and um I want to talk about something because, speaking of, we're, we're going to keep it in the, the feds real quick for a moment because hemp farmers are fed up. Yep, they are fed up with the government regulations hampering the industry's potential. Now, let's talk about the backstory on this one. So, pioneers of Hawaii's latest or latent hemp industry are selling off land. They're laying off staff. And no longer planting after years of waiting for the state to ease regulations that they consider overly restrictive and expensive. Yes, Ouch! Sir. That that really hurts. So... The resignation hemp farmers feel comes after years of investment and in soliciting fund funding on a premise that the state would ease back its rules and ensure the state of Hawaii would have the lucrative hemp market. It had been anticipating since when? 2018. Well, no, 19? since they were part and since they were partying like it was 1999. Mm. The whole. So so we have now crossed into a new millennium. And nothing has happened yet. They've been waiting since. Why? 1999. Why? Let's read further. But mean, farmers say the last minute gutting of Senate Bill 2986, which would have eased state regulation of the crop during the latest legislative session, is a is is basically a, a death knell for the early adopters as they struggle to access Hawaii's hemp market valued at up to fifty four million dollars. And now, the proposed permanent rules that the bill would have erased faced a June 30th deadline, which means yet another year of overregulation. So, it, now I'm looking for what it addressed, but for now, um, it is saying it doesn't even put it in here. So I'm I'm looking at the whole article, and it doesn't even put it in here. Yeah. Uh, but it does say that the issue that the uh, the bill, Senate bill. 2986 would have addressed several issues hemp farmers say they face access to the local market through processing and online sales easing three-day notice periods for crop transport testing and inspection and the bill in its final form would ensure hemp remains legal in Hawaii until 2025, but did not address state regulations. It's not making zero, zero sense. There, it's not making any sense. They didn't even put the yeah. details of the bill in here. But I
1: kind of understand the the, uh, the struggles of these hemp hemppreneurs. I call them hemp farmers or hemp processors. You know, uh, it's the contracts. You know, you grow the hemp, you process the hemp. You know, those are million dollar machines but you don't have the contracts to distribute it, to get rid of it, you know? Um, so that's that's one problem. The second problem with the DEA is uh, once a crop is ready for harvest, it's grown, uh, you have to contact the DEA, and they have 30 days to uh, test your crop. Uh, and then at this time, with, during those 30 days, things are drying, uh, you know, you know, if they would have came a little earlier, maybe you could have. You know, and and I'm saying they test the crops for the level of THC. Uh, cannabis sativa L. is the genus species for hemp and cannabis. It's all the same. The only thing that's different is the THC level. So, uh, in the 2018 Farm Bill, they clearly define hemp as Cannabis sativa L with THC content less than 0.3 on a dry weight basis. So once that was clearly defined, hemp became legal and off the Schedule One list. Same list that cannabis is on. You know, it's, it's legal uh, in all 50 states. So what Hawaii is talking about, I really don't understand that article, what you're saying. Because um, it's illegal in all 50 states. You dig what I'm saying?
0: Definitely dig. Sam, go ahead, because I actually pulled up the bill here, and I'm actually reading through it for the findings. Go ahead. Yeah,
2: so part of that process is the clearinghouse process, as Doc said. When you have to contact them, uh, you know, of course the land has to be registered, the coordinates have to be registered with the with the uh, DEA, and they have the chance to come in and actually inspect. If there's a delay in the inspection process, that's money that's oh it's just money wasted. It's, it's it's wasted. It's just sitting there and it's going through a painful process. Then the the next part about it is transporting it, transporting it without you being confiscated or seized because once again, if it's if it looks like the drug and you got uneduc- uneducated. Uh, law enforcement right. that may do a random stop, you still got that problem. That Now that whole product can get seized and now you got legal implications that can come along with that. Yeah, the educational gaps for yeah. law enforcement are vast. And, 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 they, and law Agreed. enforcement have to be updated on not only in transition of law, but application of it um, when it comes to these business owners who, who are pioneers in the industry. They took the first steps, which is steps that are you don't even know the how solid the ground you're stepping on cuz it's yeah. shaky
1: and using your their own dollars to fund yeah. this uh family friends you know right. uh, a lot of capital raises because of poor banking access that's right. exactly right yeah. and, and they, the banking
2: access not being there and they're funding it out of pocket which is called bootstrapping i mean you really <laughs> you really yeah. at that point in time taking all the risk and then you don't have nowhere in the marketplace to really set up shop to sell it. So now you're you're at the mercy of the state or or whatever legal loophole that you can find to actually get rid of this product that you actually um, f- uh, have farmed and, ha- uh, and harvested. Right, and then and the bad thing about that thirty
1: day window is like you know if they when the dea comes in and tests test the crop and if something is what they considered hot over 0.3 they they have to destroy the entire crop immediately you know and they might and if you and if you are if you test hot like 3 times in 5 years mm-hmm. or 3 times in 1 year uh you have to uh definitely check that up you know what's up king you can't grow for 5 years you're suspended And CBD is amazing, cannabidiol comes from hemp. You know, uh, cannabidiol uh, will make greater strides than THC because it's more easy to research, because it's more easy to do clinical trials, because it causes zero psychoactivity. That's why, um, you know, uh, what most growers and what the other countries, and Mm -hmm. specifically the World Health Organization, they want to raise the hemp level, CBD, the CBD level to 1.0. So raising that THC content will attract, like we talk about all the time, will attract better talent, will attract growers that from the cannabis industry, cause they know mm-hmm. they can grow without prosecution. They can, they can get this hemp harvested and we can attract better talent because you know what, it's going to be more profitable you know, Mm -hmm. uh, if it's at 1.0, less cops, less crops are being destroyed. Uh, the the clinical evidence is going to be incredible. Look, we have a FDA approved cannabidiol drug. That's, that's, that's Epidolex from GW Pharma. That's, that's CBD, you know? And, uh, we know that cannabidiol can help with you know shout out to May. it's mental health we can it can cbd might be able to help with anxiety right. cbd can can um help with uh, high doses of cbd can help with addiction mm-hmm. getting people off the opioids you know look at the incredible studies as far as nicotine dependence just using cbd the results are crazy bro you know cig- nicotine cigarettes nicotine is a very addictive drug and CBD is getting people off of that, you know. So, you know, this opioid epidemic, um, that's the answer. You know, as far as alcoholism, CBD will be the answer, you know, Uh, will be the exit drug. So CBD has great potential. You know, hemp has, you know, like we talk about the hemp innovation with the Mm -hmm. concrete, with the steel. Uh, You know, this industry has has more potential um, than THC. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's easier. To, to, there's more medical applications because there's no psychoactivity, mm-hmm. and we're just beginning. You know. Gotcha.
2: And Doc made an interesting point though when he was talking about the point zero three, and the margins point error, three, Not I point. Mean, I'm sorry. Point three. The margins itself is so small that mm-hmm. it's 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 a high chance of you going over that easily and falling in the foul territory where the the crop does get burned. Right. and any any time and resources of course the money that you put into it to even um, generate the plant and then it goes um ab- above the spectrum that they allow I mean you got to destroy it and, then and that there's hurts. no insurance that there is no insurance right that will replace the value of what you put into it and so with this there's a lot of new things that still got to go into place beyond safe banking to make sure that those those crops are still insured against those circumstances for the growers to survive
1: because yeah. you're not
2: going to survive under those circumstances
1: yeah and they that's all and and that's going to attract raising it to one is going to attract so much more talent because mm-hmm. like the hemp beauty market's in the billion billions now you know no one's going to be using petroleum based uh uh, emollients, you know, you know, anything to lotion, lubricate their skin, you know, it's going to be more hemp based, um, you know, hemp seeds, everyone's going to be eating that soon, you know, because of the nutrition, because of the fiber, because of the protein, uh, no cholesterol in that thing, you know, um, you know, a lot of people's cars they're driving will have some type of hemp fiber, you know, their homes will have a product of hemp in it, you know, it's going to replace a lot of the lumber, you Mm -hmm. know, the cotton, Will will go away. It'll be a lot of hemp fiber that everyone's going to be rocking because right. uh, um, it's it's, it's uh, less uh, allergenic, you know? Um, it breathes. It right. uh, leaves less of a carbon footprint. We're all worried about global warming and, and the ice caps melting, you dig? So this is mm-hmm. something, this is a, um, a plant that, uh, again, uses less manpower. You don't need a lot of fossil fuels. It leaves less carbon footprint, you know? Uh, so it's, it's definitely here. It's the future and raising that 1.0 is just going to make the whole industry way more robust and way more opportunities for a a lot of people.
0: So when I, so when I looked at the bill and you know, it just kind of went down, Pretty much things that we've already talked about. So we, if, if I read this, it would be pretty redundant. It's basically yeah. stating things you already said and what it is. It was just extending um, more ball. so the the current regulations and not furthering and you know hampering down on them uh, more so as far as the industry is concerned. And so, but yeah, everything that you said was pretty much what was in that uh that senate bill 2986 for the state of hawaii um you know you can actually by the way you can review it for um yourself if if you want to do that research if you're into it uh it is capital.hawaii.gov and you're looking for SB 2986, if you want to just take yeah. a look at that. I mean, it's nothing really to read. It's a very short article. Check but, it out. You know, you could definitely check it out. And you can also research state to state uh, in your respective state as well. And so,
1: advocate for increasing the, uh, the THC level in hemp. Mm-hmm. And in, in the states that, you know, have a hemp and, or medicinal cannabis program, Hawaii does not have reciprocity yet. Florida is another place that people love to visit. They do not have reciprocity. Mm-hmm. Uh, reciprocity means, in their law, you're able to participate in their medicinal cannabis program if you have a medical cannabis card. So, coming from Georgia, if I have, I'm a card holder, I should be able to go to Hawaii, you know, if they have a medical program and participate mm-hmm. in that medical program, because I have an ID. Uh, Georgia is already a reciprocity state, We're good Uh, if you're a patient or advocate or a caregiver that lives in the state with a great medical program and you don't have reciprocity, advocate for that. Because, you know, that's more more dollars, more taxes that you're going to get from people visiting. You know, that's going to help your programs, help your state, you know, help your education, help your law enforcement. So advocate for reciprocity, please.
0: Absolutely. Now, uh, here's here's one that's very interesting for conversational. Uh so we're going across the world for a bit for a minute. Yeah. Just just vibe with me for a second. So we're talking about Thailand today. Oh right? yeah. yeah. Thailand's the government, the whole government, will give away not thousand, not ten thousand, not a hundred thousand, not a half a million, but one million yeah.
1: cannabis plants
0: to its citizens for 3.99.
1: For why? Why do they say so? Why?
0: For for home cultivation. There you go. And it says starting June 9th, coming up very very soon. That's right around the corner. Growing cannabis as a household crop will become legalized in Thailand as long as it's used for medicinal purposes. That's what it's saying here. Now, let's talk about the rest of it. Citizens can also grow the plant as a small scale Commercial enterprise as well. So here's the backstory. We have those, those. are these, called co-ops here. Right. There you go. Thank it, you, Adam. And uh, they're going to distribute these cannabis plants to mark this lifting of restrictions on owning and growing cannabis. Now. They have decriminalized as well. Let's talk about that side of it, too. So 2018, Thailand legalized marijuana for medical use in research, making it the first Southeast Asian country to do so. Furthermore, just back in February, a few months ago, Thailand also dropped cannabis from its OG list good. of controlled drugs. However, recreational use of marijuana is still illegal in the country and could lead to up to 15 years in prison so this is this is pretty interesting so we got first <laughs> first let's talk about what's happening i got a listener in,
1: from thailand on it, look pinky, at that. pinky g g wild boy what up homie yeah yeah I, I would like
0: to know how they're taking it because they're actually they're, they're out there and they're they're seeing this happen. I would like to know if they could put in the comments what's going down out there uh, since they're there. But that would be greatly appreciated. And uh, if they come up with that, Doc, just uh, yeah. let me know so you can uh, read it to us.
1: Yeah, We uh, want to know if it's facts, Pinky. Yeah. I, I really don't believe all the news out here, man. They're really giving you guys a bunch of seedlings, a bunch of pl- cannabis plants. Yes. Let me know, bro. Let me yeah, know. I absolutely. want to see a pick. Yeah, right. I don't believe it.
0: Yeah, you, you know, we'll <laughs> believe it when we see it. Yeah, I, I mean? need and, to see that. But even just in the strides And where hearings, are they getting
1: the plans from?
0: Now, that that I'd have to read Yeah, further. the whole doesn't thing don't say. make sense. Oh, it actually doesn't even say. Nick, really what that's the end of the article, right Yeah, there. where so, they're
1: getting these hmm. seeds from. What are the <laughs> chemotypes? What are the genetics? <laughs> right. Uh, it just doesn't you know make the docs score
0: dissect man. it all. Go yeah. ahead.
1: It could be I, I believe it's fake news until I see it, baby. <laughs> yeah, so you so know? our so where we like have Where are they boots getting the a million plants yeah. from? Hmm. Where? Where did they get these seeds? Where is this big grow? That the government owns, and and, <laughs> in, and then in four months or whatever, they're going to have all these plants to give to to Thailand. Right, suddenly, right? I don't right? believe it,
0: bro. Yeah, so, so it's good for Pinky Boots on the Ground right there in Thailand to oh, let listen, us know what what's really going yeah. down. Please tell us. Please update us. Hopefully, we can get that update by the end
1: of the show. But and who gets to grow it? Is it an American company? Is it a German company? Mm. Is it, you know? Who they who they sell out to.
0: You know that meme where that guy just know, like hmm. did they give
1: it to citizens of Thailand? Doubt it.
0: Right. How did how did they just come up with uh just a million plants? Yeah, who, yeah we we that's do some need weak to know news. So I didn't even post it. that on my ground. Who you know? is growing it? You see what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't make and I, sense. I jogged that conversation because if that is happening, right? If that's happening there, where we at here, if we actually have the growth where there's growing going on here in
1: the United yeah, it's, States. It's,
0: so wait, where are we at? I read
1: that it didn't, it made zero sense. And I was like, that's so fake, but okay.
0: But just if that's going on, where are we at here? Because we growing them here. Like in, in, in most States in the United States, there's growth. It's there's too much of a
1: market, too much of a business. Someone's going to sell the seeds, you know, some hydroponic store is going to sell Feminine seeds, auto flowering seeds, you know, these seeds have this chemotype for this disease, high CBD for the for the for epilepsy or maybe higher THC for for chronic pain. You know, it's just so vague and so bogus. You know? yeah. yeah, I don't believe it. any other fake news worth exploring
0: <laughs> no i only jog that to just spark a conversation about uh, where we where we at if that's oh, happening where are we we're not doing this, that
1: pro- that's that's right that's between co-ops you know um you know dispensaries do not sell flowers you know i mean like they don't sell uh the saplings you know you mm-hmm. have to uh that's not happening that's not happening.
0: Now, I turn that question over to Sam. Now, what you what you thinking? If that is going on there and we we don't have a confirmation, the only confirmation we're going to get is from Pinky on the live right now. Yeah. That's the hey. only confirmation we're going to get. Charged there, but remember, bro. it hasn't it, it wouldn't have happened yet. It's not happening until June 9th. but if anybody knows about it, it's going to be our boots on the ground that's over there, you yeah. know what I mean, that will let us know for real for real what's happening. But
1: if, is, homie. Hey.
2: but if that is happening, Where are we? You know, it sounds like somebody really is hyping the people up, just getting them just set up for. Maybe hyping up Asia. Yeah, I mean, they're they're hyping it up because obviously you wouldn't put it out there uh, if there was no intent. It just sounds like there is power in the plant. They're trying to help the people. Uh Um, And with those small co-ops that Doc is talking about, um, if there is a chance to get a small enterprise going, that will help the people. That will help that impoverished comp- country itself but for right now that's all hype i don't i don't really see how they can apply as soon as they're talking about thank you sam There's is no sam way sam second that
0: it's, it's it's like you know how how did you grow a million plants in how are you going to grow all of that before June ninth Let's yeah. let's be real about yeah. that,
1: right? And then how are you going to even if you gave people the plants and 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 you know like he said you know it's not everyone's balling over there in Thailand. Who's going to yeah. give them the lights? Who's going to give them the tents, yeah. the water? You know if they have running water. You know uh, who has the electrical bill? who's got the money to to fit that you dig just
0: saying no oh, like you know and that's so why giving someone a plan
1: is not it <laughs> right exactly it's chemicals there's fertilizers and you got to you know you got to well, watch the yeah, pH yeah, exactly. you got to watch the the bacteria you got to watch you, you know it's it's almost
0: like is it or, or, it's, it's almost it like it takes okay. time and you gotta teach them someone's gotta how to grow it. Someone's got a baby that. You know, everybody someone's it takes everybody can't TLC. grow it. Right. <laughs> you know, There's do no both education jobs. on how to grow it. Like, so the, you know it's setting. fake news.
1: Yeah. But
0: it still jogs the conversation uh, with us really growing it. Where are we? Why why does it happen? Thailand yet?
2: trying to get a play in the game, man. It just puts I mean, We can't
1: legally game. grow it because it's still yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean people can, you know, look at Look at most states here that are, have a recreational recreational program. Four to six plants at home. Right. So it's happening here, but no one's going to give you the sapling. You know, so they're going to give right, you right, some right. seeds, or you're going to have to you're going to have to buy that little baby plant, it, and look, you're going to pay more dollars. Right. Post-tax dollars for that it, baby plant.
0: It ain't it, it. ain't as free as you think it is. Yeah, you the got seeds to,
1: will be drastically cheaper.
0: Yeah, you're gonna have to cult You're gonna have to yeah. really cultivate
2: that from the ground yeah. up. You so know, most in, states,
1: yeah, four to six plants at mm-hmm. home. You know,
2: they haven't even passed the decrim yet. So
1: look at when California away. look look up California <laughs> when they oh, went man. in '96. Mm-hmm. How many plants could you grow at home? Guess.
0: One.
1: One hundred. One hundred. Yes, wow, 100. look how much look what Oregon back in the day. How much could you buy from a dispensary? It was like mm. pounds, but thing regulation. Yeah. you know the gray area. It's people like- were taking that and selling it, and this, that, and the third, and dispensary still ain't made no money, and now they mm. cut that number from a hundred to maybe six. That's where they they stopped it at four to six. Mm. But back wow. in the day, folks didn't really understand these politicians. And left wow. too many loopholes, yes,
0: mm, mm, mm. and this this also brings it back to that. Uh, the Hawaii issue as well. Yeah, Hawaii's laying
1: for no reciprocity, yeah, man. And that's
0: the thing that, you know, they they were trying to ex- extend it. You know, the current laws that they, current regulations that they have right now are making it easier for growth and to continue to grow the business. You know, they're getting from 32, at least from 32 to $54 million range and maybe more than that. But still we're also talking about if you put those regulations on now you mess now you're messing with the money. Mm-hmm. you're messing with the money it's a, a lot of these regulations are getting tougher and tougher and tougher when you said to hey. try to
1: make profit again right. when they started well, these programs, they had this anticipated budget of how many dollars they'd be collecting from the growers from the, the mm-hmm. dispensaries from the from the from the deliveries from the labs. And it just hasn't happened yet. Those numbers mm-hmm. haven't been reached. Do you know, you hear about 50 million, 60 million their first month, but that's nothing compared to other industries. You dig?
0: Those, do those numbers become skewed in a sense regarding, you Yeah,
1: know, they get, get people more hyped. Yeah. And, yeah. and then what's going that's to happen what I was going behind to be the too- curtain is more regulation. So we can finally, people that are in the legal that have cultivation ownership or have a few shares in the dispensaries can finally start getting some profit. So they're going to try to tighten up the gray area in the black market.
2: Mm,
0: no more loopholes for us. No more loopholes. Yeah. <laughs> just, just tighten everything up. Go ahead, Sam. You was Don't jump it.
2: the gun either. You know, when they put that out there, you got people that they listen but not listening. And at the same <laughs> time, <laughs> they'll jump in like, oh, I can grow at home now. You know? <laughs> yeah, but do nah. you know how to grow it? Hey, you get people. <laughs> have you been all hyped educated? Up. You get people, but you know what? But but I do like the point that they put it out there because they're getting people hyped on the fact that hey, this is the direction that we're going. Yeah, look at
1: Virginia; yeah. they're allowed to grow plants. Yeah, and legalization is what twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah, heard but they they're, that, they're yeah. allowed to have six plants at home. Yeah. It's better um, than none right yeah, that's awesome and that's it's the South. Way better than none burn. That's the South. Six is very sustainable for for a medicinal cannabis patient yeah you know um, you know uh, someone can correct me on the yield, but that could be a few ounces.
0: That's actually yeah. not that's actually not bad and, yeah. you know, you, you, depending you on the chemotype
1: you get something that yields a lot that's a few ounces and that's enough to take care of you know that's enough to, to treat your condition daily. Mm-hmm. daily, and you might have to go to dispensary every now and then, right, you know for something long acting like uh edible, but you can make that yourself, you know once you have your own flour right, get your own magic butter machine, get your own crock pot, better ingredients, and now you're making your own edibles, now you're making your own concoctions, you right. can boil it, and make your teas, you know uh yeah, make that do those you know you and can make you can make your own lip balms, you can make your own. Mm-hmm. Lotions, yeah, and that, I
2: think that's what's going on in Colorado. That's an old topic, cause top, you remember top, big because dog. of the uh, the the tax was yeah. going down, and I think the tax is going down because people wasn't they're trying. To, they're trying because to. They, was, they was they was they was actually growing at home and
1: growing more. But why to pay those ex- exorbitant taxes yeah, in Colorado? Taxes yeah, is crazy. You can get yeah. cannabis in the in the in the gray area in the, yeah. in the black market way cheaper, just as good. You yeah. know, so. I think the only what they're proposing in Cali is a lot of tax breaks for the, uh, the for the retailers and for the cultivators, so they can in turn have lower prices to compete with the streets. Mm, That's the solution. If the prices are the same, most patients, most caregivers will say, in lieu of going to the streets, I want to go where my cannabis is tested for heavy metals, pesticides, mm. fungicides, bacteria. You know. There, you know, that the, the, there's an expiration date. There's a there's a batch date. You know, I want to go something where I, most people will want to get something that's uh that has some type of regulation. You know, yeah. it's, it's 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 their health.
0: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: and consistency too. Yeah. Because a lot of patients are going to dispensaries or caregivers, moms, and whatever they picked up is helping for their sickle cell. You know, yeah. their kid with sickle cell or or reducing the seizures, but if they change a strand or they buy something off the street, which is, say, Blue Dream was helping them, right? That mm-hmm. came, that name, Blue Dream, right? Right. And that chemotype is not exactly that CBD-THC ratio and that terpene profile is not the same as far as myrcene, pinene, and, and limonene, you know, or carfilin. That kid starts having seizures again, but he's still taking the weed. And you're like, hey, this is the same. It ain't the same Blue Dream. Mm-hmm. It ain't. I can't guarantee what you're getting off the street, but when you go to a dispensary, everything's labeled. You have the chemotype. You have the terpene profile. Mm-hmm. You know it's not expiring weed where the THC's is turning to CBN and the mislabeling. You know, a lot of things off the street is 80% mislabeled. You know, I haven't seen no 38% THC, you know, or 1,000 milligrams. No, that's all mislabeled, because you know what? I tried it, and I didn't get blown away. I was upset. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. (laughs) Got it, got it.
0: Final thoughts, Big Sam.
2: Hey, safety is very important. Know what you're getting. Know what you're buying. And um, that point that Doc just made, um, I think that's a point where the government is really missing that, where pushing safety, going to go buy from the dispensary, knowing what you're buying, going to – you know, dedicated growers. Um, there's a standard and policy in place. Oh, they are um, pushing it though. Yeah. They are. Yeah. If you
1: check the news now, all you're hearing about is what we talked about accidental ingestions, right? Mm-hmm. Copycat foods. Now, Nestle and all like people that make KitKat, now they're all up in arms like, hey, these cannabis products are looking like our products. So the government's making a push. For this regulation, because now they're putting it in the news. And we talked about accidental ingestion months ago. Yeah. We talked about it. Yeah. And now you see it all week, the last two weeks. Kids in the hospital. Someone brought this. Someone brought that. Copycat food, bro. That's an agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And we seeing seen it. Sam, tell everybody. Find you, follow you, and connect.
2: Follow me, Big Boy Sam, with two M's. Follow Macha Foundation every Wednesday. Appreciate you.
0: Absolutely. Doc, where can they find you, follow you, and
2: connect?
1: M D on Insta. And, again, let's all do our part for accidental ingestions because they're trying to sensationalize this story. Uh, put your edibles and your cannabis and your vape pens out of reach. Kids explore with their mouths. Um, kids want to be cool, you know. They see what you're doing. Uh, we all took from our parents back in the day. I know I did. I, know I took a couple of dollars for for some ice pops or something, you know. When I was a kid, they all they, they all going to do the same. So do your part, uh lock cabinets, um lock up your stuff, you know. They see what you're doing. Uh public opinion again is ahead of the science, and most people will most kids will say, "Hey, it comes it comes from the earth. It's safe." And again, cannabis is not safe for everyone. All right? There That's all is. I got.